or visit wsficatholicradio.org to make your donation online. Well, okay, and welcome back. It's 10 o'clock. We have our second guest in the studio. I think St. Peter and Vola was stacking the deck here. <laughs> That's what I think. Uh, we have Mai Wilson here. Mai is, I consider her one of my most cherished uh, friendships that I've met through the radio station. And I was mentioning that she was doing a radio show about the fact that her family was, um, I think, on that last boat. Is that right, Mai, to yes. get out of Vietnam? Yes. And her mother was a devout Catholic. I mean, we can cover this during the interview. So we, I was so enthralled, and I think your brother actually came on the radio too, right? Yes. Yes. I was only four, so he, felt in, he, <laughs> he uh, filled in the gaps. He filled in the <laughs> gaps, but you still hate salt water. That's the part I remember. <laughs> Drinking it, at least. <laughs> Drinking salt water. So anyway, at the end of it, we were talking in the studio, and she mentioned that um, she had a devotion to the Holy Face. So we're going to let her tell that story. And Christine's been so kind enough to stay here uh, for this hour and help us out. But the best way you can help us out right now is we're within $4,900 of our goal. We have some, some tremendous thank you gifts. We, we have one Marriott overnight stay. We don't have any more theaters, but we have an overnight stay left. It expires on June 30th. And it's for the Marriott Lincolnshire Resort, and it includes breakfast. So if you make a donation of $50 a month or $500, it's yours if you're the first person who calls. Also, we have for a donation of $15 a month these beautiful sculptures of Our Lady. It's called the Life Monument with the Baby Jesus in her womb. It's just it's just exquisite that Tim Schmaltz donated to us after the Sherathon last week, and that's just for fifteen dollars a month. So, my I don't know your your tag, your it. Can you see what that phone number is that you people can call? Can you read that? Sure, it's two two four two zero six eight four five five. Two two four two zero six eight four five five, or you can go online. Christine, what's that website? WSFIRadio.org. WSFIRadio.org. So Mai is the wife and mother of two children. She's devoted to the holy face of Jesus, and she is the founder of the Chesterton Academy of the Immaculate Heart, which is a private, independent, classic school in the Catholic tradition. She is the seventh of eight children whose family immigrated to the United States from Vietnam. So Mai, welcome to WSFI Catholic Radio again. Thank you for having me. So, tell us the story <laughs> about the Holy Face. Well, I was introduced to it uh, when I was living in Dallas uh, through an email. A friend of mine said, hey, this is a great devotion. This is a novena's coming up, the feast. I thought, sure, I, this, is, this is good. The little information that was in the email said, I will do this novena. So after I did the novena, I thought, that was so beautiful. I'm going to keep doing it. So I kept doing it without much background information until I, 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 I went to the Catholic store and I said, I, I have to read about this. So the first book I think I read was The Holy Man of Tours. And I thought, I wow. I still haven't read that book. <laughs> is it good? It is very, it was, it is very good. And you, you see the importance of having the image because he worked like 6,000 miracles. 6,000, the most miracles of anyone in the Documented church. miracles in yes. his, in his uh, study. So, um, so I read that. It was actually, that book was out of print for a long time. Really? When I came up here, I couldn't, it was not published by TAN anymore. 
But I think now, I think another publisher has picked up that book. So you can find it now. So it's The Holy Man of the Tours. The Holy Man of Tours, the Leo Dupont. Dupont. Yes. yes. And then so after I read him, then I read about Sister Mary of St. Peter, and I thought, this is so profound. And I, I originally had also a devotion to the Sacred Heart, which ties in very well to the Holy Face. So if you read some of um, Jesus' uh, message to Sister Mary of St. Peter, he said, don't think that this Holy Face devotion takes the, you know, uh, is um, overshadowing the devotion to my sacred heart. He said it kind of fulfills it. So it really dovetailed together. And I also had a devotion to Divine Mercy, which also dovetails to the Holy Face. So anyway, so I, so I, I really started to um, understand the Holy Face and I started to talk to people about it. And they, and they also picked up on it because, you know, people are living, when you're trying to live um, uh, a devout Catholic you know, a truly authentic Catholic life, um, you get, you're kind of on the outskirts. You get, you know, um, what do you, mean you, by you that? feel like a minority. You know, everyone looks at you like, oh, you're doing too much. You're, it's just, it's religious fanatics. You know, you're, you're doing, you're praying too much, you're going to church too much. So they, we've, we felt, I felt this, um, this unity with some of the other people that I started meeting at church and they really picked up on this holy face. I said, this is really important. We need to do this. So then when I actually moved up to um, uh, Crystal Lake, uh, Illinois, and I started to send my kids to, I had a reversion, so in Dallas, but that's another story. I started sending my children to Catholic school. Where did they go before that? They were in public school. And how old were they? They were four and eight. Oh, little. So, yeah, so um, I came back just in time to bring them back into the church. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, uh, So that was really good. But... I started to talk to people here about it. So I was experiencing um, with my Catholic friends uh, some concerns we had about schooling. And, you know, I thought, well, you know, you come back and I'm so excited about the faith. I'm like, what happened to the church? (laughs) You look around like, what happened to the church? It's not. What do you mean by what happened to the church? Well, I read, you know, I started reading um, the lives of the saints and really getting to my faith. And I, I just felt this fervor. And this excitement, like I want to serve, you know, this love of God, and I look around and I and I didn't see that mm-hmm. in the people that that I went to church with. You know what I mean? I didn't see that overall in general. It was only a few people here, a few people there, that really, you know what I mean, understood what it. You know, we're living authentic Catholic lives. I mean, we know that the majority of Catholics don't believe in the Eucharist, so that's what I mean. So you. you How you, old were you then? I was. Because you're still very young. No, I'm not. <laughs> well, to me, you are. I I'm over. I was over 40 at that time. That's so you were just over. <laughs> so, so around 40 is when your conversion or your reversion happened. Yeah. Around the yes. eight, mine came in my late 30s too, I think. It's it's a good time. Yeah. Because when 40 came, the the people thought, oh, are you depressed because you're 40? I said, no. There's much more important things to be uh-huh. <laughs> to be you know concerned about than your age. But yes. um, but really when when I understood reparation, it, it just really inflamed my heart with love of God. And um, I said, you know what? Okay, we're unhappy with the situation. Let's do something. I said, reparation, we're doing something. It's effective. Talk about what reparation, Christina, I'd love you to weigh in. What is rep- We hear reparation all the time, don't we? When you hear the turn on the news, they talk about reparations. What is reparation in the Catholic sense? Well, it's to understand that you know, 
God is being offended and he's being blasphemed, right? The holy face is against the blasphemy and the desecration of Sundays. And in his message to Sister Mary St. Peter, he said, people blaspheme me to my face. Like right. when they attack the church, when they, you know, um, you know, desecrate the sacrament or, you know, um, he said they, and they, and they do it through. So it's, it's not just um, saying the name of God in vain. It's much more than that. It's, it's a hatred to his, it's a hatred to him. And they do it publicly now. There's no, I mean, you can watch anything on TV and it's, you know, with the swearing and the, you know what I mean? And the saying his name in vain and, and uh, you know, anger, violence. Whatever. By denying his divinity. Yes. Is the big, the denying his divine, denying the divinity. So he was saying that um, on Good Friday, his holy face was desecrated. Yes. But now on Sundays, right. So it's being desecrated by his own people. Yes. And so repairing to me is, is basically going to him and saying, Lord, I know they're doing this. Please have mercy. You know what I mean? I'm you're you're showing him love and and veneration in place to repair what other people are doing. And that obtains mercy. So reparation obtains mercy. And so that's how we save you know, we we bring people back to God. And it's um I guess it's, uh, and he gave an example, and uh, I think I, I'll try to remember correctly, f to Sister Mary St. Peter. So if there was a king, and there yes. were, you know, there were people that were rebellious to the king, they did things, and you have love for the king, but they're they're doing things to hurt, you know, to slander his name, and to destroy his reputation, you know what I mean? And to destroy everything that he's worked for. But a group of people will come to the king and say, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that they're doing this. They don't know what they're doing. I'm, you know what I mean? It softens the heart of the king toward those that are offending him. And so that's really what reparation is. It's love. It's loving him for those who, will not, who do not love him. It's venerating him for those who show him indifference and who don't care. So that, that's really, it's, it's really an act of love, that reparation. And to combat all of the blasphemes and the profanation so it is really to uh, combat the just punishments that would be forthcoming if we do this no, uh, this devotion we are offsetting some of the the punishments and chastisements um, but you know getting back to the devotion to expound on it it's not limited to the holy face, the holy wounded face. I mean, you can think of how beautiful Jesus' face was at birth and the miraculous power. Mary was a perpetual virgin so that all of heaven rejoiced. The angels, we can't even fathom the incredible, majestic scene that took place when the actual birth of our Lord. So we can meditate on his face at birth. We can think of his beautiful, perfect 12-year-old face in the temple when he was so mature beyond his years instructing the elders in the church and had this infused knowledge that everyone was just astounded when they heard him. And his face was really glowing at that time. His perfect, beautiful 12-year-old face is beautiful to meditate on. Of course, we can think of his face on the road to Calvary, 
when he met his mother and she looked at him in horror at how uh, disfigured his face was. And he looked at her at that moment and said, Mother, I make all things new. And that's a message for all of us that many, many miracles are available just for the asking. Then the crucified Jesus the uh, on the cross, of course, is beautiful to meditate on. It pleases the Eternal Father very much. And then the resurrected face of Jesus. You know, Jesus has appeared to many people. And um, one man has compiled it into a book. Uh, it's called Prayers to the Holy Face and Other Essential Prayers of Our Time. And uh, I think there would be many, many conversions to Catholicism if people saw this resurrected Jesus and, and what he looks like, just a very beautiful, beautiful face that um, really he and the Blessed Mother, we think of the apparitions of the Blessed Mother around the world. People were so attracted to her voice, for starters, and then her beautiful, beautiful image, her beauty. It was just magnetic. She was without sin. Jesus was without sin. And so many of our faces are disfigured because of sin. Yes. I just want to interrupt for one second. That's so beautiful. I wanted to say that a friend of yours, Christine, called in with a donation of $30. She doesn't want her last name being read, but her name is Cynthia. Oh. Uh, Cindy. <laughs> so I know who you are, Cindy. Thank you so much for your generous donation of $30. Very grateful to you to get our goal. We're down to 4,920. So I think we're inside like the 30 or something in the share. So maybe we're not quite inside the 10, but you can change all that. What's the phone number to call? 224-206-8455. Or go online. WSFIRadio.org. And uh, let's make a note here. We'll give you a special thank you gift for calling in. You're our first caller of the day. We haven't had any online, so if you're the first online donor at WSFICatholicRadio.org, we'll give you a special gift as well as all the other gifts, especially we want to get as many of these holy face images that were the true face of the Shroud of Turin that's been touched to three different relics. What are the three relics? Holy Lance that pierced our Lord's sacred side, the Veil of Veronica, and the true cross of Jesus. Yes. Thank so you. then these become third class relics. Yes. These images. And on the back of it is the chaplet of the Holy Face. Thank you. So continue where you left off now, May. Uh, well, I would just say that um, we started a holy hour of reparation uh, with the prayers of, um, we did the rosary, divine mercy, and the Holy Face chaplet, and the prayers that he gave to Sister Mary of St. Peter. We did this for, um, once a week in the church continuously for four years. It's Which actually church? still going. It was at St. Elizabeth Ann Seton. Oh, so and I one of the oh. <laughs> one of the one of our prayer intentions that we were dealing with was the uh, was the renewal of Catholic education in our in our diocese and throughout America. So after the three years, I had. Um, my second daughter was getting to high school. I said, I've got to do something. I, I don't know. I don't want, you know, I want her to have something different. And I, I went to um, visit um, the Dominicans, a friend of mine in the Dominicans in Nashville. And I was, and she was a principal at a school, and I, and I was complaining about some of the things that was going on. She said, you know, my sister started a, a private independent Catholic school in St. Louis, <laughs> and she's, she's actually going to be here tomorrow, so you can talk. 
to her. Wow. So I talked to her and, and she just gave me some, some advice and, and I was driving home from Nashville to Cincinnati where my family was. Um, it just hit me like start a school. And I thought, that's crazy. <laughs> now, that, and that's starting, that is your background microbiology or something? Yes. Remember what your background in microbiology? Yes. Yeah, so. I mean, really, you graduate in one degree and you work in a couple other different ones. So, I mean, it's, it seems to be uh, common right now. So we, so I came back to my friends. I said, you guys, we need to start praying for a school. <laughs> like a different school. And they just looked at me like crazy. So it was actually another year, another whole, another year of Holy Hour reparations. And, um, and uh, my husband came in to help, and yeah, he we found Chesterton on on online. Chesterton Academy is online. He said, "What about this?" So he reached out, and and they've been helped. They helped to start. What year was that? That was oh my gosh! I think we started in twenty twenty eighteen, but we actually didn't start the school until twenty twenty. So it's about a a two year process to to do all the things that you have to do to. What's involved with? Um, well, there's a business plan. You have to have informational meetings to gauge interest, and so they know that there is enough interest in the area to start a school. And then um, you have to raise some money. You have to find a location. You have to find a headmaster. So it's a lot of, um, and that actually brought us to St. Peter's because when we were finally approved for to have to be a Chesterton. We were we were looking everywhere for a location, and we were actually not looking. We were looking in McHenry County. So there was one, and it's not unusual for a, a new school to start in a in a Protestant church because it's it's the most economic way to start <laughs> to, to start because other other places are too expensive. But um, it was after uh, I actually found out about Vicky Schreiner. Uh, a friend of mine in in uh, Oklahoma City saw her putting the holy face image into her van and said, "What are you doing with that? And why are you here at my oh, parish?" Oh, you physically saw her she there. She saw she saw her Vicky there because they were in the same parish. Said my friend has a devotion to that, and she called me. Said you know she has <laughs> she has this holy face relic. I said. I didn't even know that existed. So I, I got her here as soon as possible. So um, the, the reason I'm mentioning this is that she came to St. Peter's in Volo to give her presentation on the Holy Face image on the Feast of the Holy Face. Which would be like today. In 2020. Wow. And it was a week later that Father Nathan came to us and said, I want you to be in my school. He offered us a location in the school building <laughs> next to St. Peter's. And so we went there and took a look and we were like, okay, Father, we'll, let's, we'll talk about it. And, you know, we walked away and we're like, yes! So, you know, so, it, it, so I, I attributed a lot of this, that's the whole founding of the school. And, you know, he works miracles. I mean, it's, you know, people, when you have, when you start these little holy hours or prayer meetings with the holy face we never probably got more than 12 people to come every week but they were the same people they were very faithful and they said i wish we could get more people i said i said yes we're looking at that but he's looking from you know we had an image of the holy face um in in the front of the you know on the in the in the front of the church but i said but he's looking at us he's like look there's 12 people that's how what? many he had 
and I said, I said, I said, I said, he's looking at us and say, look, these people are here for me, for just love of, you know, love of me and trying to, you know, do reparation for me. What he would, what he would not do for those people. Do you know what I mean? I said, it's not numbers. It's love. I said, he sees the love and he will repay those. You know what I mean? Who, who return his love. So it's, I mean, it's a very powerful devotion. There's many stories, novenas that, you know, when I ended novenas, miraculous things happened. So it's, it's a very, and I, and I love the simplicity of the devotion. It's not burdensome. He says, anyone who looks at my image of my face consoles me. I mean, and there's only really, I was thinking about, there's only really three images that he, that confers grace. There's the sacred heart of Jesus, where he says, any place that my, my sacred heart is exposed, I will grant peace. And then there's divine mercy. Divine mercy image confers grace. And this image also has, so actually these, these three images have promises attached to them. The sacred heart of Jesus, the holy face of Jesus, and the divine mercy image. Which and, I think is pretty profound. And that divine mercy, he said it's as if he's, as if he's looking at you down from the cross. Which is so powerful, right? Yes, You're I right mean, it's, it's really amazing that, and I think the, those, these three devotions are, are very tied. I, and I, I remember something on the way here that I, I, it wasn't really a dream one night, but this whole night when I was sleeping, all I heard was Psalm 51, Divine Mercy. Psalm 51, Divine Mercy, like over and over. And I thought, I woke up like, this is the strangest thing. There's no images, just words. And then when I, when I, I realized that the novena to the, the, uh, the Holy Face is Psalm, Psalm 51. 51. And I thought, okay, this is, this is where mercy, this is where mercy comes in. I mean, and I can't remember which Pope, he said that reparation is destined to save society. What'd you say? Reparation is destined to save society. Right. And, you know, <clears throat> you, you mentioned earlier, Angela, about what revolutionary men, what this all means. And in some of the readings, it talks about the holy bold of Veronica and how it's imperative that we imitate her boldness when the situation presents itself. So we all need to be Veronicas in mm -hmm. the future, in today's world, when situations present itself, but it will be sanctioned. Look at how Veronica received the gift of his image on her fine Egyptian linen. So we too, whatever we do for the Eternal Father in different situations, we will be protected, we will be gifted in ways that we can't even fathom. Yeah. I think she was, um, depending on what I read, there was one that said that she was the woman, Veronica was the woman who bled, that just wanted to touch the tassel mm -hmm. and was healed. Oh. So it was interesting because then she was doing it out of gratitude. And one of the things that Lord always complains about is how ungrateful we are, that mm -hmm. we're just very ungrateful to him for all that he's done for us. You know, we are as a people that console me with all I've done. So have you ever heard that about it being the touching the, the one who was the woman who had the period for I 12 have not, years? I have I not heard, heard that. that. I heard that it was the woman who fed Jesus when he was 12, when he was lost for three days, wow. that she encountered him in the temple. I did hear that. So maybe there was some previous um, introduction between the two of them. 
Yes. And what do you, have you heard anything about who Veronica really was? No. They said she lived outside the gates of where, when Christ was on the way of the cross, her house was actually right in that area. Right. So she have you heard that too? So yes. that she could see what was going on and she came out. Now, most of us, if we could see what was going on, <laughs> we'd run, I'd run in the high, you know, run for cover. But like you said, that, that boldness to go out there and, you know, console him. Um, that's what we have to pray for is that courage and that boldness now. That reminds me, too, one of the uh, aspects of the devotion is that he said since he's being blasphemed publicly, yes. reparation must be made publicly. How do we do that? That is not, it doesn't mean going out in the streets. It means gathering together, like in a church, you know, when we, we gather for a mass. But gather together publicly in your home or in, in a church and offer these prayers, offer the reparation. And that, that was one. And it could mean that? different things for different people. Right. For me, it means going out on the street and handing out blessed rosaries right. and Which praying with people, homeless people around the world. So it's different for different people. But the, the other thing in some of the readings, it talked about how Jesus revealed to this saint that the instruments that were used yes. during his passion, yes. that we can visualize those, the nails, the pincers, the hammers, the crown of thorns, the lance, everything, and visualize hurling those at our enemies, at the people that are blaspheming him or the the enemies, the atheists, the communists that are going to be infiltrating our society. So um, that's very powerful when we visualize it in this way. That the rosary is our weapon and the chaplet is our weapon. So that, and I think that's what um, Sister Marie Saint Pierre said: is this is our this is our weapon. This is how we'll defeat them: is uh, this devotion to the Holy Face. So you're listening to uh, WSFI Shareathon. It's on the feast. Today is the feast of the Holy Face. This is the first time we've done this on the air on this feast day. I tried to do it. I think it was a year ago. A lot, the year before when I first learned of it, and our board blew up. It started going boom, <laughs> boom, boom, and everything. it sounded like we were being bombed on the radio. So we weren't able to do it. So we, we have a successful launch today with some beautiful women. We have Christine Kengott, and we have Mai Wilson. And uh, on deck is St. Peter and Volo, some members of the Holy Face prayer group from there to talk about their group. So Mai, before, let's see. Yep, we're, we're right on schedule. Tell us a little bit about the school that you ended up founding. Um, so it is a, uh, we're Chesterton Academy Mac at Heart. It's a network of, of Chesterton schools, part of the Chesterton Schools Network. And it's a classical high school. What does that mean, classical high school? Um, so we focus on truth, beauty, and goodness. And our curriculum includes philosophy, theology, Latin. Latin? Latin. Four oh. years of Latin. <laughs> It's a five-letter word. Um, and we also focus on the arts. So every student takes, um, it's not, there's no electives. Every student takes drama, art studio, um, choir, and for our PE, we do ballroom dance. So it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's an education to forming the whole person and not just toward a goal, not just to pass tests or not just to get into this college or that you know what I mean it's it's forming the whole person their character their intellect and their spiritual formation so it all works together and and the curriculum is is centered around Christ so so the teachers um 
they transmit you know their faith through multiple disciplines not just theology class so give an example of that picture um, name a subject that we wouldn't typically think well the christian philosophy affects okay well so for our, our freshman year they do um they, they study the ancient world so in literature they're studying um the greek epics history they're studying ancient history and it's pre-Socratic in the philosophy and they're learning Old Testament. So everything that they're learning is is before Christ. So you get to see, uh, you know, what were the thoughts of, of the pagan world, of the philosophers at that time. And they carry that on. It's the curriculum is, uh, the classes are integrated. So what they learn in history will dovetail into what they're learning in philosophy and theology. And they, and they teach uh, with the Socratic method, which is, uh, which is a very, it's a very effective and um, it's a good way of teaching um, these disciplines. And think of the profound comments that G.K. Chesterton said, <laughs> once common sense goes out of society, there goes society. Right. And I think that is so pervasive in our society now. It's so much common sense is absent. Right. And I think one of his other quotes, he said that um, the thing that is lacking in a lot of public education is that there is a truth to that there is a truth, and that in knowing it and speaking it, we are happy. Objective truth. Yes, that's so, the beauty. There's no gray area. And you know, before we close, I just wanted to mention that in some of my research and reading of the ancient uh, Hebrew scriptures, the Old Testament. I realized, Angela, you may not realize this, but did you know they had cell phones? In the ancient times, they actually had cell phones, just like we do. No. Yeah, they did. I read about the uh, ancient sacred texts. That's my little Very feeble attempt at humor. funny. That's funny. <laughs> it was a joke. That's a joke. <laughs> I'm just trying to print something. I just want to say that we did get a donation online. I'm trying to, I'm having trouble printing from my text, my cell phone here. <laughs> Your ancient text. Yeah, she's from Crown Point, Indiana. Her name is Kathy, and she donated $100. She's our first. Uh, do you know her? No, we don't. We don't, we don't know if uh, this is a first-time donor. And uh, we now, our goal is 4820. And Kathy, we have a special thank you gift uh, you are our first online donor of the day, and we want to say thank you so much for. And it's especially wonderful that it's coming from Crown Point, Indiana. Isn't that wonderful? Do you know someone might? You're looking I at don't. me. She does it. I thought usually sometimes someone might have read something somewhere. But Kathy, I'd love to. Well, I'm gonna have to call you back and find out how you heard about WSFI in Indiana. But it does my heart. Does but my you know, it it associates us, makes us. It's symbolic of the crown of Jesus that he wore. And through this devotion, we honor all five of his senses. Yes. So that's the other thing that is so poignant about this devotion. Um, you know, it affected his eyesight, his hearing, mm -hmm. his taste, his touch. All of the senses mm -hmm. were affected. So we think of this devotion, we're praying really to enhance all of humanity's senses, to come to their senses and to enhance their ability to see clearly, to hear the word of God clearly. The sense of touch is so necessary to form children and nurture them appropriately. So there's just a, a depth to this devotion that the more you 
read about it and pray it and and um, spend time with it it really speaks volumes it's beautiful um let me ask you a question is there any demographic that you think can benefit more by having this devotion to the holy face or do you see it something that attracts people of all walks of life and all ages i think the simplicity of it cannot be understated uh, everybody's busy and so the beauty of this is you can start small and just driving your car or just in passing just make it a habit i call them holy habits holy homework this is homework it become holy habits and so as i mentioned before just chron chronologically we can go through and think of jesus face at each stage of his life just meditate on his holy face even if you don't have time to actually say the prayers sometimes people are intimidated by not knowing the actual words of the chaplet for example um, but we can ask you know ask and you shall receive so we ask to have an infused knowledge. We ask to be able to memorize these prayers and it will happen, but we have to uh, not be obstinate. We have to ask for these graces. But even just driving or doing dishes or whatever other activities we're doing, just to allow the visuals of his holy face through his entire life when he walked on the face of the earth, and then the resurrected Jesus. I mean, it's just a beautiful image that many people have seen him, and he's just uh, very, very magnetic, very attractive. What do you think, May? Um, Thank when you, she Christine. was saying about the simplicity, I would say in my, I'm super busy as the director of the school, but I, I remember reading that um, he told Sister Mary St. Peter, if the holy face is offered through the hands of his priests, it becomes very, very powerful. So what I do during Mass, during the consecration, is I offer through the hands of the priest um, the holy face of Jesus. That, that prayer, the offering that he said to say multiple times a day, Eternal Father, I, I offer you the holy face of Jesus, covered with blood, sweat, dust, and spittle, in reparation for the crimes of communists blasphemers, profaners of the holy name, and profaners of the holy day. And then for my Thanksgiving after Mass, I say the golden arrow prayer. That's so beautiful. So it's so, that's, it's so simple, you know, that really once you understand it, you will want to do it. I mm -hmm. mean, those who understand it want to do it because it gives them hope. Because it does feel, like you said, one, you know, one takes on a hundred and ten takes on whatever, a thousand. You f it, it is effective. It is very effective. In his way, he will turn things around. And this is all he's asking. And I, I think what is so attractive as humans, we always want to know what the benefits are. <laughs> Do we have time if yes, I read indeed. the promises? Yes, Oh, that's wonderful. So Thank the you. promises are very, very um, encouraging to, re to have a devotion. By my holy face, you shall work miracles. By my face, you will obtain the conversion of many sinners. Nothing that you ask in making this offering will be refused to you. If you knew how pleasing the sight of my face is to my Father. As in a kingdom you can procure all you wish for with a coin marked with the king's effigy, so in the kingdom of heaven you will obtain all you desire with the precious coin of my holy face. Our Lord has promised me that he will imprint his divine likeness 
on the souls of those who honor his most holy countenance. All those who honor my holy face in a spirit of reparation will, by doing so, perform the office of the pious Veronica. There you go. According to the care you take in making reparation to my face, disfigured by blasphemies, so will I take care of yours, which has been disfigured by sin. I will reprint therein my image and render it as beautiful as it was on leaving the baptismal font. And our Lord promised me that all those who defend his cause in this work of reparation, by words, by prayers, or in writing, he will defend them before his Father at their death. He will purify their souls by effacing all the blots of sin and restore to them their primitive beauty. Wow. We like promises, and he always keeps his. And he always <laughs> keeps his promise, and we're hoping that he will keep his promise today that we would be able to pay our bill for the month of February. We're closing in. We're down to $4,820, so we're closing in thanks to the people in this room and the people out there, a friend at Crown Point, and uh, her name was, was it Catherine? I don't know. I keep thinking of Catherine of Siena, but I think it was a different first name. I'm having trouble. I didn't sleep last night. Have you ever had that? And you have like that brain fog? It's frightening, isn't it? (laughs) It's like, oh, Lord, eight hours on the air of all the days for me not to be able to. They say you're supposed to pray. Do you ever get that when you're supposed to be praying? Uh, When you, if he wakes you up, they say that most sin is committed at night. Mm -hmm. And that if he wakes you up, you're supposed to pray. If I'm wide awake at night, I know I'm supposed to pray. And usually... It, it, I don't have a tr- I don't have trouble falling back to sleep. Not me. I was awake. I, mean, I I'm did like, every well, I'm awake again. anyway. Don't waste the time. <laughs> yes, you go. So the number to call is what's the number, Mike? It's two two four two zero six eight four five five. Or the website wsfiradio.org. Yes. I want to get back to the subject. So that was so key when you mentioned that about. Now, when I grew up, I went to a Catholic high school and Catholic grammar school. The way they taught history is so different than, I think, the way history is being taught today. So what, what do you think of that, May? Well, that's one of the reasons why I started the school. <laughs> so tell us about that. Um, well, I, I was reading, um, actually my husband caught it. Um, my daughter, my high school daughter brought home a book, um, uh, actually for I think it was AP history and he said they're using this book in Catholic school and I said what is it and he's like this is not <laughs> it was it was um, it was almost pro-communism and 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 I don't I'm not, not like a book banner but you know you would think in a Catholic school it would be taught through the Catholic lens I mean any contra any books like that would be taught hey this is what they're saying, and this is, you know, this is what we believe. And it was not taught that way at all. And I thought, I did not, my family did not come over here on a boat, you know, escaping communism from Vietnam so that my children can be taught communism is okay in high school. I said, that is not okay with me. (laughs) So I thought, okay, once you finish the school, I'm looking for a different school. (laughs) You know, I said that, it, it just it just bothered me so much, and I thought, there's got to be a better way. And I, I begged God. I said, show me a better way. 
there's got to be something else. This can't be right. Like, this can't be the only way. And most people, they don't know. I mean, they just go to wherever what is available. And so that kind of, you know, I wanted to give the truth to to my second daughter, and we found it through Chesterton, Chesterton Academy. I mean, they don't, I mean, honestly, a lot of school, a lot of high schools use that book. And how many, how many years, how many decades, and you wonder why the young people don't know what communism is, why they support socialist, you know, leaders. In and Marxist, country. yeah, Marxism, they, communism. Because they, because they haven't been taught. They don't know. Well, they've been taught. They don't know, but they don't know the truth, and right. that's the only reason. And I and I and I tell myself, you know, whoever wants to support communism or socialism, they think that's a good thing. They should go live in a communist country as a citizen of that country, and then come back and let me know that that's really a great thing. Well, I remember you <laughs> telling me the story that your mom was a Catholic, right? And she would. Uh, Work. What was? It? Did she warn she, the priests? I'm trying well, to think she, of what. She lived somewhere. Her family lived in the north, so that's when the communists first came to Vietnam. They were in the north, and the first thing they did was set up youth groups. Youth groups. Yes. And what did they teach them at the youth groups? Their ideas. To say, you know, it's not good that the the poor, the rich people, and the you know whatever, they they turn the children against their parents, and against you know, the whatever structure size there because they want to overtake it. They want to take it for themselves. And they know that the most efficient way is to get the youth. And that's how it's happening here. They've got the youth through the education. Through the educational system that's right. been taken and not over. Teaching, and not teaching the truth about, you know. And you know what's something that really, I think, penetrates their ability to think this through when you use the analogy that you've been studying all night long and to for the exam and you got the a and somebody else was at a party and didn't open the book at all and they got an f so now to be fair you're both going to get the c that yeah. speaks volumes to how this right. communism and socialism works you know it's just um, yeah and she she originally i mean she she was part of the youth group but she saw what they were doing i mean they were executing people publicly the, they were kidnapping people and they would for what reason did they execute someone if they if they were if they knew what they were up basically they knew what they were up to like they caught on like oh they're trying to uh, they're trying to teach the youth something that's not good. You know what I mean? And they would target the priests. And why did they target the priests, Mike? Because the priests know the truth. Because they the priests that, knew the they truth. They know that communism is not good. Well, not today. Well, <laughs> I mean, some they priests that, that are the, for it. Well, I mean, the priests there, that you, you know, they, they know, they because communism, what is, they remove God completely because the state becomes God. So... The priests know, I mean, because the priests are teaching the faith, teaching about God, and they, they need to get rid of that threat because their goal is to, is to remove God. Do you know what the fastest growing religion is in our society? What is that? Satanism. Is that right? You look on every college campus and you see Wicca, which is a witches society. Mm -hmm. yeah. Every college campus. It's unbelievable, which equates to Satanism and atheism and communism it's all synonymous 
Freemason, Illuminati, it's all synonymous. It's all the same. It's all turning away from God, taking God out of our society. I think I think we've just we've been blind to um, to how uh, subtle this has been happening. It's a frog in, in the water. Education mm-hmm. in our you know in the philanthropy. You know if it's good, there's 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 good, and then there's you're you're doing something good, but for for. Um, but it's different when the Catholic Church does it. Well, it they becomes relativism, right? What's good for you is good for you. Just, you know, there's no objective truth. And that's a key. It, there needs to, Catholicism is objective truth. Jesus was the only religious leader that said, I am God. And either he was crazy, a lunatic, or telling the truth. So then to have all these spinoffs of all these other Christian religions, you know, he said, I am God. And he founded the Catholic Church. All the other Christian religions were founded by a man, a person. Well, I think they said, I think it was um, the Sister Marie St. Pierre, I'm not sure which one said that modernism is the mother of all heresies. Mm-hmm. So this modernism, this, which includes relativism, that's how they win. Because then it's, they brought it to the point now where it's, you know, what, um, you know, what gender you are, what you think is right. If you think it's right, it's right. It's all subjective. All subject. They made everything subjective, and then they brainwash you. Priests, I remember uh, the priest that sponsored my family uh, to come to America. During his time, the priests were, um, they had to take an oath against modernism. Wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which I, which I, I thought, oh, that's interesting. <laughs> mm-hmm. But now they don't. So, I mean... It infiltrates and it's very subtle. Mm-hmm. So. And it's all, uh, there's so much corruption. You know, everybody has to make their budget. So if a, there's a monetary gift involved, you know, I, I think uh, most people have a price. It's like, uh, would you do this for a million dollars? No. Okay, how about 10 million? Well, then they kind of think yeah. about it. So ingeniously what has happened is George Soros has given lots and lots and lots of money to nonprofits that then he can dictate. He's helping them make their budget. Well, then he can dictate their mission statement. So that's part of the indoctrination, too. And this nonprofit has already had a great reputation for many years. So it's what you were talking about, the how subtle. It's like the frog yeah. in the boiling water. And I, I think a lot of well-meaning people, um, they do a lot of good things, but it's, it's not for God. Right, the pride. So it, it, yeah, it reminds me of, of of something Mother Teresa. Someone called her um, a great social worker, and she was very offended. She says, I am not a social worker. I'm a bride of Christ. And that's why she did what she did. And I think if we, um, if we imitated that, that spirit of giving and... You know, there's a difference between philanthropy and what she did. There's a difference between social work and what she did. You know what I mean? She did it for God. Mm-hmm. Wow. And so I think that's the beauty of the charities, all the all the good that the Catholic Church does. They're, it's coming from the source, which is God. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Whereas other people do it from other sources. And it's, you know what I mean? So well, we know the seven deadly sins uh, tie us up and and prevent us from being the best version of ourselves and we're all have a tendency toward that Mm -hmm. pride 
envy, anger, sloth, stinginess, um, lust. So the lively virtues then mm -hmm. is something we need to internalize. You know, instead of pride, think of humility. Do it God's way instead of my way. Take the ego out. Somebody mentioned ego stands for edging God out. Wow. Which I think is pretty profound. Yeah, I also wanted to mention, too, um, with the Holy Hour Reparation, so now there's also, um, uh, my friend started the Confraternity of the Holy Face in the Diocese of Rockford. Oh, I'm so glad you brought that up. <laughs> so let's talk about what that is. So the Ars Confraternity of the Holy Face, are you in, yeah, they so enrolling she, people? So we, um, they don't enroll there, but there is a, um, you can enroll in the Ars Confraternity. It's actually started, they're doing the um, Holy Face confraternity prayers at St. Mary's in Huntley. It's first Tuesday of the month. And then I heard that recently it just started in same, I think it's also the, f the first Tuesday at St. Catherine of Siena in Dundee. So it's, it's, it's spreading. It's spreading and, and the priests are accepting it. The priests are seeing the necessity of it and you know, having it done in their church. It's a great parish, that St. Mary in Huntley is a tremendous parish. Yes, it and, is. And, you know, there's so many people that have a devotion to St. Therese of Lesseur, St. Therese of yes. Lesseur, and she was one of the first to sign up as a yeah. member of this confraternity in 1849 or, or 1885, I guess it was. Yeah, so we found, I think it was from the Arch Confraternity, there is an email that you can email and ask to be um, enrolled in the Arch Confraternity and they will send you a beautiful um, crucifix with the holy face mm. on it. I and, have and it on me. Do you have it on? I don't have. I don't have that cross. But they will send it to you yes. for free. And yes. I want to give you the email. Yes. If they want to email, so you just email and say, "I would like to be part of the Arch Confraternity of the Holy Face." This is my address, and it's from France. They'll send it to you from France. So it's uh, S A I N T E. Face F A C E dot tours T O U R S at gmail dot com. So it's S A I N T E F A C E Santa Face. Yes, Santa Face dot tours T O R T O U R S at gmail dot com. Yes. So when I think on the email blast for those of you that are on our email list, there's a link to join the Arts Confraternity of the Holy Face. There's a whole manual that is beautiful. I actually have it in my pocketbook. This is me, I don't know if you've seen it, that uh, Father Lawrence Carney put together from um, Abbe Hanye, who was the spiritual director, or Javier, the spiritual director of Sister Marie St. Pierre. But the prayers are like incredibly St. Peter's and Volo used they took the prayers from their Holy Face Hour from the Arch Confraternity. It is beautiful. It yes. Is, the prayers from there are very beautiful. Yes. And they have it, I think, second Thursday of the month. It's led by the priests, and it's during adoration. See, what's so great beautiful. about this is they're all different. Day, you know, it's, it's a monthly devotion. I'm in the Legion of Mary. We meet weekly, so once a month. That's easy. Um, it's a monthly devotion. There's all different days and times, and um, so if... Like some people like to go out at night because they're working during the day. Other people prefer not to drive at night. So there's places that meet during the day. Is your group open to the public, Mai? Do you, don't, do you have like an organized group or is it more like a devotional um, the, thing? All the, the Holy Face of Reparation is going on at St. Saint, Saint Elizabeth at 1 o'clock on Tuesdays. So That's during, the, during day. the day. And then the other ones are, <laughs> are in the evening at 7 p.m. at St. Mary's in Huntley, 
St. Catherine of Siena and St. Peter's in Volo. And it's bringing so much grace to the parishes and to the diocese. Yes. And I think Annette, star- Annette actually, when has one that she started in St. Gilbert and hers is on, it actually meets tonight. Hers is on Tuesday nights. I just found about that. That's amazing. At seven, yeah. yeah. And I don't know when the ones in Kenosha are yet. We got a list of people when we had Father Carney, there was a list of people we either wanted to sign up or start one. And that's what we'd love to do. So if you're listening to this broadcast and you want to start your own Holy Face group, there's like now we have a network of people that have done it before. And so it's just great to be able to compare notes. I don't think that it formally says, oh, you, I know they say, like you say, one prayer or this prayer, but you know, I think um, Annette put together an actual like manual for how to start the group, which she'll be on it uh, too. Is there a manual out there on how to start a group? Do you know? I don't think so. Do you? This yeah, is that a one that we published. This a manual for Holy Face prayer groups. Yes. I can leave this with you. Yes. Um, Why would they get that? But I you know, printed th- that from, they were the, those were the slaves of the Immaculate Heart that printed it in Fall River. Oh, wow. And had them shipped, and we can order more of them. And that was a woman that just stayed up night after night and pulled it together. Isn't that amazing? Mm-hmm. And I think she keeps updating it because she finds things that she wants to add or subtract. It's a labor we, of love. We did this novena, the nine-day novena that just finished yesterday, and we've gotten such feedback of miraculous healings, and um, there was a baby, uh, twin babies born, and one was not thriving. And so we immediately started the prayer for that baby, and uh, the mother responded that she feels that it's the baby's thriving and doing well now, and the mother got back to us and feels that it's a, a direct result of our novena for uh, that baby. But um, we can imitate that venerable Leo DuPont, that how he had the image framed in his foyer with a perpetual candle, I think it was olive oil yes. that he used. And 6,000 mm-hmm. documented miracles happened as a result of that. So we don't know the, what God has in mind, but his promises. So why not? Why not try it? Why be stubborn? You know, just And it's a perfect prelude for Lent, a perfect yes. thing to implement during Lent. So make your Lenten donation. We have right, in, right Ash Wednesdays tomorrow. Now's a great time for you to begin Lent in a mighty way by spreading the Catholic faith. I want to say thank you. This man, Kevin Bond, is just an angel. He is a parishioner at St. Therese in Kenosha, and he has pledged $40 a month. So that is so generous, you and Gina. And he's actually, when the radio station signal flickers or uh, we're not getting good um, strength in Kenosha. He texts me right away and lets me know. <laughs> so, Kevin, you are so generous and so kind, and I know that's a large amount of money, um, but God is going to bless you. We're going to get you one of those beautiful statues, and that brings our goal down now. We're almost down to $4,000, so we're in striking distance. And and you know what just occurred to me, Angela? Tomorrow's Valentine's Day. Yes. So what a lovely gift. Think how much a dozen roses costs or chocolates or whatever, a dinner. If they are have a Catholic heart and they want to reach thousands and thousands of people in an efficacious way, they could instead make the donation here to WSFI. Give it to the Immaculate Heart of Mary. Make your donation in honor of the Immaculate Heart of Mary. Okay, we're at the top of the hour. It's 10.56. You're welcome to stay on if you're able to stay. We have St. Peter and Volo coming up. Connie Ballantyne is bringing some of the Masterson boys 
here in the studio. So stay tuned and we'll be right back. <laughs> 